What is up, everybody? Hey, thank you. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I Seriously, I appreciate it. Uh, today I'm going to read part 13 of the Gatekeeper series. Um, I, I've had this written for quite a while, and I just haven't had... Actually, let me rephrase that. I haven't taken the time to sit down and, and record it, so I'm just going to knock it out today. Um, just a heads up, this is some good shit. Uh, also, I swear a lot, so if you don't like swearing, bye. Get out of here. You don't want to listen to this. Um, other than that, those of you that are... are going to stay and listen. I appreciate you. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what it is, by the way, if you heard that, that was my chair. I did not just fart. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know what it is. Um, I feel like I'm out of breath today for some reason, so we'll see how this goes. But uh, let's just get right into it, all right? Here we go. Part 13. The Devil. <clears throat> Dear Clyde, I'm coming for you, motherfucker. What, you think that because the gatekeeper stopped you from going through his gate that I'd stop waging war on you? Oh, and not to mention his amazing piece of insight. Love? Really? You actually believe that shit? Man, you really have changed, haven't you? Tell me something. Ever since you started trying to choose love in your life, has it stopped you from thinking about me? Come on, Clyde. Be honest. What has choosing love done for you? What has love actually ever done for you? Cause you more pain? Create more insecurities? Allowed people to take advantage of you? Seriously. What fucking value has love ever added to your sad, pitiful life? Honestly, I'm kind of disappointed in you, Clyde. I liked having an opponent that could put up a good fight. Now, I just get sad every time we go to battle. That's honestly why I haven't actually won this war with you. It's such a letdown to see how easy of a victim you really are. I mean... I usually only start the battle once I see that you're in a pretty good state of mind because I hope that it'll be more of a challenge, but it never is. Not anymore. You think the gatekeeper gave you the most honest feedback you've ever had in your life? First off, how do you know it was, how do you know it was him who said you killed yourself a long time ago? How do you know that wasn't me? Also, you think he saved your life? But I just gave up at that point, so the battle was over. If anyone saved you, it was me. You're a fraud. Everything you've convinced your friends and family about you is complete bullshit. You act like this wise, emotionally intelligent person, but it's all just so that you can feel more significance in your life. You say it's for growth and contribution, but you know that's the biggest fucking lie. You love to hear all the support and compliments. 
You love to have people come to you for advice so that you can feel like maybe, just maybe, you are a significant piece to this life. When you know deep down that you're actually not. You project this confident, happy, limitless man, but you're just a confused, broken, lost little boy. If you want my advice, I think you should stop before you hurt anyone else. You think I don't know about all the skeletons you hide in your closet? All the people you've hurt? Even worse, the ones you've killed? And then you turn around and write about it just to get people to feel bad for you. Just wait until the day the world sees what a selfish, evil piece of shit you really are. I'll show them. I'm coming for you. I will not stop until you're dead. I will not, t I will not take it easy anymore. You will leave this life begging for my mercy. And when you do, all of the pieces of me that you planted in all your friends and family will grow like an undetectable cancer. This is my promise to you. Until next time, may your every second be haunted by my existence. May you always be looking over your shoulder, wondering where I'm at. Love, depression. Oh, man. So I feel like I completely fucked up reading that, but who cares? Uh, so let's just kind of talk about this one a little bit. Um, I actually did not expect number or part 13 to be this way. Uh, I kind of outlined the next few parts of the Gatekeeper series, and this really wasn't the plan for 13. But I, um, I was in my car, and I kept having the, the – actually, the first line of the poem just kept repeating in my head. I'm coming for you, motherfucker. It just kept going over and over in my head. And so I was like, whew, I think this is the next part of the gatekeeper. And so I sat down and started right. And yeah, it just turned out that um, I needed to interact with depression again. Uh, at this point in my story, it's pretty true. You know, I... I um, since I've been on this path of really just understanding more about me and uh, my emotions and what's what's happening with my perception, um, depression never has gone away. Like I still battle depression today. And when it first when I first started on this journey, um, Depression was hard to shake. It was almost like, like, um, I don't know, just like something that you are trying to get rid of or trying to avoid in your life, but it just keeps coming back. It just keeps like, it, it just becomes more relentless. That's how depression was for me. You know, really right after I, I, went to the Choices Center in Las Vegas and and had the most amazing breakthroughs of my life. Uh, yeah, depression was hot on my tail. And so um, that's where this came from. And I kind of had to really 
channel depression for this. Um, I, I wanted, or I, I didn't want, I, I really was just writing, but I was hoping that, or trying to show the side of me that seriously, like always is there. I'm always, this is my, this is a good glimpse at myself, uh, my inner dialogue. Not all the time, but typically when, when things are coming up in my life, like some major events or some, some good opportunities at work, whatever it may be, like this dialogue just starts to scream in my head and I'm getting a lot better at, at, uh, I don't know how to put it, not ignoring it because I don't ever ignore my thoughts, my feelings, my beliefs, my emotions. I'm just better at controlling that. Or let me rephrase that. I'm better at not letting that control me. And, but sometimes it, it does, it gets hard. Um, so anyways, there's a lot of, I think, I don't know what the word is. What do you call it? Easter eggs, the little hidden, hidden things in here. Um, I don't know that I really want to go through and pick them all out and talk about them. But really, I think just understanding that this is really just a, a normal <laughs> dialogue that's going on in my in my mind and like I say I'm I'm pretty good at how I manage when it when it starts to creep in uh I do actually I'm going to read part 14 as well right now um a couple days after I wrote part 13 I was just sitting at work and another line came to my mind and I was like, Ooh, that's, that's a good part 14 for the gatekeeper. So I'm going to read that real quick. Uh, it's a little long, so just bear with it. Um, but here we go. Part 14, the devil part two, dear Clyde, fuck you. Love depression. So, uh, that's it. That's part 14. Um, like I say, I was just sitting at work and I kept thinking of that line, just kept that, the, those two words just kept coming to me. I'm like, oh yeah, that's depression. That's depression. Just trying to get my attention, just doing everything it can to, to get my attention. So I kind of thought it was funny just to write that and leave it at that, uh, Anyway, yeah, that's that's it. And I kind of just want to talk about depression a little bit. You know, it's um it's a a sneaky thing. And there's so much to it. I think we as a as a culture have I don't know, it it feels like we've just started to lump anything and everything in a depression, which I think is fine. 
because really it is, it's, it's a form of depression. All, all the little, there's so many little forms of it that, or little ways that it shows up. So I'm not trying to knock that we tend to just saw or lump everything into depression. Uh, I think it's important to understand what, like, what depression actually is. And I don't know if I'm the one to really talk about it. Maybe I am. I don't know. Um, for me, depression is, it has been just paralyzing. Uh, I, it, it can get so bad that I just don't want to move. I don't want to do anything. I don't, I don't want to talk. I don't want to think. I don't, I just don't want to be. And, and I'm not saying like, I want to be dead. I, I just don't want to be like, I just don't want to have anything to do with anything. Uh, that's when it gets really heavy. When it gets even heavier than that is when the only thing I can think about doing is walking off the edge of a cliff or being in my car and seeing a semi truck coming down the road and like, you know what, why not just unbuckle the seatbelt and just veer over. Um, and, or just weird, weird things like that, that that's all I can, not all I can think about, but I can't even think about getting up and going to the bathroom at times. But then when it gets really, really bad is when I still can't think about getting up and going to the bathroom, but those thoughts are what I think about. Uh, and then it, it kind of got to be just something that was just always there, always, always, always there, always in the back of my mind. So any time that I wasn't talking to somebody else or doing something else, depression was on my mind. I would just go dark. I would just go think about how much I hate life. Think about how much I don't want to try anymore. Um, now what it is, it's it's kind of just like this. Like every once in a while, I just have these aggressive thoughts come into my mind that they're, they're self-sabotaging, just aggressive, self-sabotaging, annoyed thoughts. And... It's kind of funny. Like I, I, when I realize what's going on, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. And so, uh, actually, um, when I went to the Choices Center in Las Vegas, uh, I did this thing that has actually helped me in those moments. And and basically, what what I think about is, and I I kind of alluded to it in this writing, is. I just tell myself that I am a 
happy or hold on let me let me start over i am a confident happy limitless man and i just tell myself that just you know what shut up i am confident i am happy i am limitless and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but most of the time it at least silences the the screaming aggression of my inner voice is trying to just tell me that I'm not good enough to do whatever. So that's helpful. And, um, man, I feel like I'm just rambling. Uh, I, I've made this statement, you know, I, I go and do some training. I've, I've had an opportunity to do some training at, um, a program that's kind of, it's, centered around or it's it, the program is there to help individuals um, basically stop taking drugs or stop drinking alcohol it, it helps it's not um, it's not a rehab but it's a program that is pretty rigorous it's pretty strict and it helps to uh, get individuals sober and, and clean. And, uh, I am not addicted to, um, drugs or alcohol. Maybe I, I wouldn't say I, I, full disclosure, I drink. I like to have beer. I like to drink beer on the weekends. It's fun to drink some hard liquor and just have fun. Um, another side note, I have had an Adderall prescription for about 10 years. And so I got off of it for a little while and I was off of it for about a year and a half and I, I I'm on it again. Uh, but I would say that that is a, a pretty good form of, of an addiction. Um, but like I said, I, I can, I've quit taking Adderall and it was rough for a little while, but it, it's fine. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is aside from those, you know, the potential that I could become addicted to alcohol and the fact that I take a prescribed medication that's highly addictive, I wouldn't say that I don't struggle with addiction, but I don't struggle in the sense that it controls my life. Um, I can say that. And I will say that not yet, at least, right? At this moment in time, it does not control my life. I'm very aware of the possibility that it could, that it can. And I'm, I hope that I continue to be aware of that. Uh, anyways, what I do say is that I have an addiction to depression. Um, sometimes the significance or the connection or the certainty that I gain when I'm depressed, it feels good. You know, people care about me. People are concerned for me. People show me 
love, whether it's, you know, obviously to, to receive love in that way, is that really love? I don't know, but I do, I, I get a reward for it. And that's something that I'm trying to be aware of as well. Um, I, I would rather have my needs met through the ways that I've been chasing the last, I mean, the last year for sure, if not longer, but through the, the growth and the contribution that I, that I, you know, I do trainings or I talk about stuff that I've learned. I, my whole goal or dream of life coaching, like I, I'm trying to just stop saying that if that's what you, if that's what it needs to be called, that's what it needs to be called. But all I want to do is take the things that I'm learning, the things that have impacted my life, the principles that have changed me. And I just want to share them with people. I just want to share them with everybody and anyone that'll listen to me. Because if it can impact me the way it has, it can impact somebody else, one other person. It doesn't matter. That's all I care about is that next person that it could possibly impact. Um, but also, no matter what, Anytime I share it, anytime I do a, a training or I in a coaching slash mentor situation, I come away from that such a better person every time. I grow so much from every one of those encounters. And so even if it doesn't impact the next person, it impacts me. It changes me. It helps me grow every single time. Uh, that's why I, I, I love to do what I do. Um, and I, I just, it, I found my purpose in life and it is the most incredible thing I've ever experienced. Honestly, it is incredible. And that's what I want to help others feel you know it's it would be selfish of me not to share the same opportunities that i've had to get where i'm at with somebody else it, it would be so selfish of me and so that's honestly why i do what i do the life coaching is just a vehicle for what i want to gain in life okay all right i'm done i'm rambling um my next episode is going to be more focused around a big announcement and some more information on the business that I have. I don't know if I started a long time ago. It's kind of in limbo right now, but anyway, that'll be my next episode. More information about life leading and fighting evil. So be ready for that. Tune in. I love you guys. Thank you. Bye.